Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Mega Man. One Proto Man. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Norman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, 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 much more. Episode 177. How's it going, Eric? It's going good. Superman goes good. He doesn't go good. You do. You go well. Wait. Wait. I wish I could slap you. <laughs> Hey, Anselmo, how are you guys doing out there? Good? Oh, good. Good to hear. They also want to slap you. I heard it. Too bad. It's unfortunate. That's not how the internet works. That's not how it works. Unfortunately, I think we do need to develop that technology. Uh, We would have, I don't know, there'd be a lot of violence on that first day. The first day, yes, but I think after a little while, we would calm down. I, I think it would ultimately be pro-social. Th- with the threat of violence behind your mm-hmm. anonymous words? Yeah. Okay. Like if someone if someone called you a triggered cuck and then you could punch them in the dick? Yeah. That would be good. I mean, yeah, I think it would. That's, that's definitely the world being a better place. Hey, Eric. Hey man, we're gonna we're gonna discuss the Ghost in the Shell volumes one and two later on. Is that by, what they call it? By Masamune Masamune. How do you say that? Masamune? Shiro Masamune or uh, Masamune Shiro. Okay, Masamune. That's the the word I was having trouble with. Or, or if if you're a Highlander, you say Masamune, <laughs> like he said in the Highlander movie. His Japanese was not very good. No, you you don't say Sean Connery. Doesn't have good yeah. Japanese. The sword was made by Masamune. <laughs> Masamune. You're, you did pretty good, Sean Connery. I'll say. Thank you. It's pretty good. Add that to it's your my Scottish roots. Yeah. Uh, we will. Yeah, we'll be discussing both volumes one and two of Ghosts in the Shell later on. Uh, you, you can't. You can't uh, keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> it's. I'm. It, I. I was. I had trouble last night while I was reading it. I had to. Mm-hmm. Tell both you and my wife about all the things, mm-hmm. all the feelings, all, the things. <laughs> all those feelings I was having. You, you did not say a whole heck of a lot about it, but I can't. Uh, I I am looking forward to this discussion. We have uh, a whole show to get out of the way first. We do. Uh, so that, that's but that's later on. Before that, we have comic books that came out this very week to talk about. Mister Goodnight. That we do. We do. It is time for weekly floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show. Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved, depending on how we feel. Goes from one to five. Our first book is Justice League of America, number one, written by Steve Orlando, pencils Ivan Reese, Joe Prado, Eau Claire Albert, and Julio Ferreira on inks, Marcelo Maiello on colors, Clayton Cowles on letters. Uh, we, we've seen, we've, we saw the, 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 the dozens of rebirth issues. Involving mm-hmm. the Justice League of America. And now the the first issue is finally here. With the first threat facing the Justice League. Uh, 
the what is their name? What what do they call themselves? There's the it's the name of the arc. Uh, oh, I just had it in front of me. The extremist Lord Havoc is the guy's name. The extremists is the title of the arc. Oh, nice. I believe that's what the, the this group is. Yeah, the names are something special. Yeah, they come from we come from Angor. They come from the planet Anger. <sighs> it's uh, what the do you planet think? bad guys? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we come from the bad guy planet. Mm-hmm. We only make bad this guys. This guy is literally Magneto. I was gonna say, did like, you notice that? I did notice that they like they literally just have Magneto hanging out with him. Yeah, he's wearing red and purple and manipulating metal. Another one has red hair and is just using. It's a dude, but he has braided red hair. That is his he's mojo. He's he's like Mojo Medusa. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And then they they have. I think one of them is also a Mortal Kombat character. Seems very probable that most of these guys could be in Mortal Kombat nowadays. Um, what do you think? Oh, God, I want to. I like all that silence. Like it? It's not. It's not great. I think it's, it's fine. It's okay. I mean, it's not. I mean, I I guess I'm defending Steve Orlando because I like Steve Orlando. I don't think he created these awful characters. I don't think he would create the planet Angor. I, I don't know. This is, um, it's not great, but it's not wretched either. But it's got a lot of dumb comic bookiness to it. I was going to say, it really is embracing a, the, like a very dumb aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And like, not that that can't work. That can quite easily work. I think, I think it just needs to kind of decide where it's going to be. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like this book, it this book doesn't feel like any of those rebirth issues really, and it doesn't feel like I don't know, it doesn't feel like it's as dumb as it could. Like it's not, it's dumb in a comic booky way, in that like the character they come from a planet anger, and the, the guy's name is Havoc, and like that kind of very '90s style mm-hmm. of naming, and and the, not like the 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 art itself isn't really 90s aesthetic really it's just they look like 90s characters but drawn pretty well yeah i think that's that that that's a good summary Mm -hmm. i don't know i wish it was it would either be just be that dumb just let them like just sink fully into kind of tropey like being making fun of self-serious like not being so self-serious about it it feels like if you want I don't I don't know. It just feels like it's tonally all over the place. Like I can't take villains seriously when they come from the planet anger. Like that doesn't mean anything to me. These guys are literally like the backup bad guys from the Masters of the Universe uh, live action movie. Please tell me you've seen that. The live action one? I've not With in the Dolph last Lundgren? I've I've seen it when I was like 8 years old or something. Yeah, you should watch it. It's bad. I've heard it's very, very bad. All the all the villains look just like these turds. Again, it's not bad, but it's mm-hmm. not special in any way. It's not unique. It is like thoroughly average. With, yeah, with some schlocky stuff in it. Yeah, and I think for it to be something I want, it has to be either way schlockier or be smarter. And it's not either of those things. It's kind of right in the middle. Yep. So it's sitting on that fence. Yeah. 
I, I don't and know. I, maybe that's where he's going to go. I don't know. Maybe it's just it's just too meta for us. I, I don't know. It's really it, dumb. It could. I really wish it was. I don't know. I I, I it could. It's the first issue. So it's I'm not gonna just rule out yeah. that this comic can be bad or anything. It's and this isn't necessarily bad. It's just not. It's not great. It's not interesting. You know. It's no. just I don't care about any of these villains. And if you're gonna make like a big splash with villains that no one's heard of that are all kind of weird schlocky title things and come from the planet anger and have apparently killed all these heroes, like you gotta. Do more homework. You gotta do more groundwork than this. Like you think mm-hmm. he just can't appear, and then I'm supposed to be afraid for Batman. I'm like, dude, it's Batman. Like he has, he doesn't lose. That's his thing. He always wins. You want to like? I need more competent villains than a guy that they just appear and then they hold the poor little graduate student hostage. Do, do not buy. I think I'm a do not buy. Apparently, the champions of Angor. Were actual characters from the seventies. It looks like okay. That's what they're talking about. All right. Yeah, Lord Havoc and the Extremists mm. from two thousand seven. So weird, man. I'm you know I'm just a casual. You know I don't I, I know don't, I don't just, know all that stuff. Just a just a casual with a with a comic book podcast with one hundred and seventy seven episodes. <laughs> I'm a filthy casual. I've never heard of Lord filthy Havoc and casual. the, the Extremists. I God, just, you don't know Lord Havoc and the Extremist? Jeez. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, it doesn't change my mind. I'm going to still do by. We would, no, no, no. We would, it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, change anything. That's still not a book that you need to read. So I agree with you. Maybe, no thank you on may, this book. Maybe we'll read a couple, like two or three. Like we'll maybe read issues two and three and mm-hmm. give it a shot. But I can't su- suggest this out of the gate. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a double do not buy Justice League of America. Number one, our next book is Quantum Teens Argo. Number one, created by Magdalene Visaggio and Eric Donovan. Writer Magdalene Visaggio. Pencils and inks Eric Donovan. Colors Claudio Aguirre. Letters Zach Sam. Editor John Gorga. This, I, just from the title, this book was not what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I read a solicitation. I read the title. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, we'll check it out. The, 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 it's interesting. Yeah. It's a unique combination of things in it. I'm, but I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. I'm not sure what I'm reading. I think, like, is it, is this just, is it, I'm like, is it just simply like, hey, it's a teen drama, but with mixed with like super science? Cause that, I think that's what it is, but. Mm hmm. That's, that's really how I read it. Okay. What 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 else were you thinking? It I don't was? like. It's just the setting. I think is like the confusing part to me because they mm-hmm. the, the the there's a lot of stuff about corporations and weird or groups like yeah like your what an aim or a Hydra or a you know those type of corporations would be in the Marvel universe at least mm-hmm. like similar sounding things you know also you know Venture Brothers obvious yeah I was gonna say Johnny Quest Johnny Quest which is you know another yeah. I, Which is Venture Brothers, but not as depressing. Yeah, yes, it's a it's a happier version of the same so this story. Is, this is kind of that, but in like a I can't even think of a movie that um, kind of frames it. What's what's some teen comedies? I don't know. A teen comedy, maybe like Super Bad. <laughs> 
Except with uh, with actual female characters. I don't know. What does this do for you, Eric? You like it? Um, honestly, it's just kind of okay. I don't hate it. There's kind of a lot of things that that kind of happen, and I'm just like, why is this here? Why? Like it 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 seems like there's a lot of things that could be tidied up. Nothing's really bad, but it feels like there's a lot of auxiliary stuff to the core of this story that doesn't really add enough flavor. Do you know what I'm saying? I was going to say that it just lacks some sort of charm. Like I, de- I don't like the, the there's it's not like the writing or the art is bad or anything. I think they're yeah, both no. fine. I feel like the dialogue feels natural and I feel like these characters can be interesting. It's just mm-hmm. that there's a th- missing something or other that makes yeah. makes it feel I feel like Kim and Kim had more magic to it. Um and I think I I understand completely where you're coming from. It it just feels a little dry. I think that's the thing. Like it yeah. feels like it is trying to be a little bit more clever, but mm-hmm. it feels like it had like it feels like someone's ripped some jokes out of it or something it feels like they're yeah. like i don't someone having a foul mouth does not necessarily just like liven it up for me like that's not enough for someone just to be cursing a lot i need uh, mm-hmm. i need something a little bit more like like that scummy matthew mcconaughey mcconaughey type that they meet at the yeah. end like he feels like that kind of character that just adds a little bit of like of character to it like i don't I, I, I feel like I'm a mushy buy on this. I feel like I'm like it has a lot of stuff that I find fun and interesting. I just maybe within a few issues, it'll round find kind of a shape that I like needs a little bit more of that magic. I think that's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. I'm like a, I, hmm. Oh, cats, cats, cats. A, a cat has a feeling about this book. It just meowed in the background. Mm. I'm, I'm like a, hmm. Three. I'll say Momoshi by by three on the mush meter. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good number. I'm going to. I'm just going to agree with everything you say. Everything. Mm-hmm. Even when I we get to talking about Ghost in the Shell. I don't think we're going to be too far apart on no, this book. No, probably not. Uh, that is a double buy on Quantum Teens Argo number one with a mush meter on the uh, of three on the mush meter. Three out of five. Next up, I picked this one uh, for you, Eric. Mm. You know, I know I'm you. Glad. I know you Here like. We the, are. I know you like that electric dragon. I do love electric dragons. It's very important. Uh, this Born is... to be kings. Man, that the more I think about it, I think that is my favorite Queen song. It's a Princess of the Universe is fucking awesome. It is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just want to listen. to Can we just do a Queen podcast? I would do. Queen, a, I Queen I know cast? a lot of. I know a lot of Queen trivia, like more than. Probably anyone you know. Yeah, I'm. I I think that I think I could just agree with you without even having to. Oh wait. Oh, comic books. Highlander: The American Dream, number one. Written yeah. written by Brian Ruckley, art Andrea Moody, colors Vladimir Popov, letters Chris Mowry. Soundtrack by Freddie Mercury. Soundtrack Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Highlander. This is not a bad comic book. You know. I don't really care. For, I never really liked the movie, and I've only seen the first one. Like, I don't think it's really a great, amazing story. But this is a this is a solid comic. I was. Would you say? I yeah. I would say that I like Highlander. I've seen 
the th- first three, mm. and I watched a good portion of the television show, mm. which I think actually the television show ha- works better than the movies. And for the most part, I think the first movie is still okay. Uh, all the others are pretty bad. Uh, but mm. I think the television show, which is not the same character, it's like a, some other Highlander you're following around, I think a relative of the original. Which, mm-hmm. But because they couldn't get, uh, what's his face, Christopher Lambert to be in the TV mm. show, I guess. But the TV show worked in this, I would, I would think would be uh, functionally similar to this in that it was m- kind of a serialized mystery where you go an episode or two and meet a new immortal and you'd figure out that you'd find out what their deal was and uh, the Highlander would deal with it and either kill him or they'd find some kind of truce or something. And I don't know. This is the concept in in and of itself. I find dumb and cool <laughs> in that order. What's dumb about it. I mean, I mean, it's, it's it it I don't know. It feels like Highlander. Well, that's is... what, no, but the idea of Highlander itself of a, people just die and then they come back and they're immortal and then the only way there's only one of them and they have to chop off each other's heads specifically yeah. and then eat the electric dragon. Like it's it it it's not. No one ever said it was a smart no a smart idea. No, it's not. But I think that this comic book does a a good job at communicating that of and like i think that the fun part about about this comic book is that it can travel through time because these people Mm -hmm. have been around for hundreds of years so like hey this issue these couple issues are in the civil war or they're between the civil war and current day and then uh, you know the next arc it's they're dealing with some guy they met in like 1200 ad like Mm -hmm. you could easily jump around i think the writing is good enough. I, I I don't know. I'm kind of an easy sell on Highlander dumbness. Uh, I I think I think even calling it dumbness is a little unfair. We've read way dumber comics than this. This oops. is it's enjoyable. You know it, it it's um it's a licensed book and it doesn't it's not incredibly disappointing. My bar is set pretty low for these, but I still enjoy this. So just straight up a buy, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, okay. So, so am I. Born to be kings. Born to be kings. Here we are. Yeah. Here we belong. We're, we can't. We can't do this. This is. The, I will. We'll stop talking about comics and just start quoting we'll Queen just, songs. Just start doing. Just start doing Queen lyrics back and forth. Queen karaoke. <laughs> That's a double buy. Highlander: The American Dream, number one. Next up is Curse Words, number two, written by Charles Soule, art. By Ryan Brown, colors Michael Garland with Ryan Brown, Michael Parkinson, letters Chris Crank. Once upon their time, I like I I love this book. No, it's very good. It's a very I good comic. Love this book. He has a little baggie full of people. Yeah, he does. I would have never thought that this team would have worked. I mean, not for lack of talent, because I think Ryan Brown is a a baller illustrator, but the fact that like they both influence each other. Mm-hmm. Like Charles Soul influences. Like he gets crazier, and Ryan Brown gets more normal and readable. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I mean, we've clearly read comics that are way less readable than um, God Hates Astronauts. But yeah, I there's really something going on here. I think God Hates Astronauts is like I think Ryan Brown's ability to tell stories 
regardless mm-hmm. of what the story is, is extremely strong. Yeah. Like, and that's what ties those, that's what makes that book work, God Hates Astronauts, and that, like, despite how ridiculous it is, you still, like, understand what's going on, and you can follow it, and you you can just have to buy in the fact that Carl Winslow has gorilla arms or stuff. You know, like, it's a fundamental insanity in there. This is because I feel like the underlying plot, like, I just never was engaged with any of the characters in God Hates Astronauts. Like, I don't, I did not care about any of them. I, the, the ride was fun, but I, at the end of the day, I was not engaged with their struggles. I, Mm. I want to see. I'm engaged with this. I want to know what happens to Wizard, and yeah, the the dude just it's like it cuts his tube at the end. Like mm-hmm. that's what is going he cuts on. His tube at the end. He does the. I guess the Wizard tube. That's his tube. I guess that's his power tube. <laughs> that's magnificent. And he puts the does the people he stasis into like a bottle city that's heaven apparently <laughs> a heaven that's in a the, the the bottle city of heaven apparently those all those people went to see that baseball game now we're in mm-hmm. paradise hopefully they didn't leave their family members behind it that they didn't want to go to see baseball i guess they don't get to see them again yeah and apparently all the people watching it on television every too. single person who watched it on tv mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't it's 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 a very good comic it's a lot of fun Cool ideas in it. I like it. Yeah. Bye. Buy it. Yeah. Oh. Double bye. Chris words number two. Our last book of the week is Steve Rogers, Captain America, number 12. I know your secret. Taskmaster on the front. It's kind of really much all the only reason I picked this book. There's a Taskmaster on the front cover. Uh, written by Nick Spencer, Art Javier Pina, Pina and Andres Guinaldo. Inkers, Javier Pina, and Scott Hanna. Colors, Ra- Rochelle Rosenberg. Letters, Joe Haramagna. Uh, I mean, also, obviously, Secret Empire is the next Marvel event. They're going to be moving into that, which is, you know, largely centered around Evil evil Cap, Hydra Cap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And figured we could get a little bit of a... We haven't we haven't read this book in a while. Uh, and we could jump back in, see where things were, and get our get our how, how we think about this now and how we think how we think we're going to feel about secret empire if we're ready mm-hmm. for another marvel event the other one ended literally a month ago i don't know this 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 issue honestly is very much like a jumping on type issue it does a lot of recap mm-hmm. to kind of catch you up if you haven't been reading i don't know if they it feels intentional like it very feels much like yes people are getting ready for secret empire so let's make this book tell everyone they need what they need to know um i i did i've seen this uh, this idea online is that a lot of people are still down on evil cap yeah they're they're livid about the idea including i mean i don't know people whose opinions i respect particularly nowadays the idea of making a good guy like captain america a secret nazi Mm -hmm. is a little inflammatory yeah it's, and I feel like, I still think this idea has legs, and I think it mm-hmm. still is interesting. I do think that I am less enthused about it now with uh, our current president and mm-hmm. the current not current Nazi events. Yeah. The, I, I'm, I am less enthused about Captain America. I mean, honestly, 
obviously, Steve Rogers is not. He's probably going to, Kobik, it's going to boil over, and he's going to be regular cap again, theoretically, mm-hmm. I I imagine. But it's still, back when we weren't having to worry if punching Nazis was okay or not. Yeah. Like, when that was not even a worry. Like, there mm-hmm. wasn't, was a time when I didn't have to worry about having to punch a Nazi, because they didn't, they weren't around. No one thought they were cool. Mm-hmm. Now there's people out there who do, and that is upsetting. And now having Captain America be a Nazi is also, I don't know. I'm still, I still think this is a cool comic. I still like the idea of it. I still want to, like, it's still interesting way to, like, mine this territory. But I just not nearly as excited about it as I once was. Yeah. How do you feel, Eric? Same? I think I always agree with your perspective. (laughs) That's not true at all. No, it's not. (laughs) In this situation, yes, I do, that I think that it's been too long and the stakes are too high outside of comics. <sighs> yeah, I, I looked up a whole bunch of that shit the other day. I looked up Daily Stormer and a bunch of the people associated with the quote-unquote all... They're, they're scary people. I don't like them. No, they're bad. Yeah. Uh, controversial it's, opinions it's, here it's on Ansible Boys not Comics overblown. No. <laughs> Hey, Nazis are bad. All of them. Yeah. Not a good one. Not a good one out there. Did you see the, the, the picture that I shared of um, the guy from, <laughs> what was it? It was um, not Hateful Eight. What's the other Quentin Tarantino oh. movie? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I liked that a lot. That was. <laughs> that was really funny. He was saying, just, I, I don't know, just to hear it in that, that German fake accent. What everyone you don't like is a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why why hasn't uh rudolph waltz been on like s- with colbert or something he can't they can't have a come on that's right mm-hmm. he's the friendly nazi the friendly that's good i like that <laughs> I, so i don't know where this makes me with this comic book like i'm already i'm already ready for secret empire to be over with like i yeah. feel like i'm already like oh like I'm yeah, just, it's just just wishing so hard. Can we please have? Can we please have Cap back? We need to. We need Nazi punching. Yeah, I want like I know. I hope that's how that ends with obviously mm-hmm. some some Hydra dudes getting punched right in the face by Captain mm-hmm. America as mm-hmm. things as things are naturally and where they belong to be as Jack Kirby intended. Uh, I don't know. I, I this comic book is is fine for what it is. I I like. I like all the stuff like Taskmaster. I'm a I I like Taskmaster a lot. Uh, Mister Skullface himself. Are you a buy, Eric? Are you just a, like or meh on this? The quality of the book is good. Is is good. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. It just feels bad to to read it a little bit, but it's still a book worth buying and reading. Is that just straight up buy then? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's not conflict there, but yeah, the words and art on the page are good. Okay, I think I'll agree with you. I think I will side. With, I will obviously. I will, obviously we share always the same opinion. I'm. I concur. The words and art on the page are good, and I, I'm. I'm a buy. Double buy. Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America, Captain America, colon, Steve Rogers, number 12, whatever order they want to. There's no colon on the cover of the comic book. Comixology. Mm. Make life hard on me. 
I don't know how to say words in the right order anymore. But Steve Rogers Cullen on the book. <laughs> yeah, clearly. But we can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to during the week. Uh, make nerdy recommendations. Uh, cool stuff. Or not cool stuff. Etc. What you been doing, Eric? <sighs> I have... Uh, I went to a mosque. Oh, all right. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on yeah. Facebook. No, that's a thing that I really did. It was a an interesting little event. Like a solidarity um, thing. Yeah, it was um the the Islamic Cultural Center here in Tampa. They had kind of a, a big event and an open house, and it was it was really cool of them. You know, we came and there was a talk on. Uh, on Islam and a bunch of people gave a, you know, talked about why they came there. They actually interviewed me, um, or at least a, a television reporter did that, whether they use the footage or not, I don't know. Um, but that was a, th- I'd, like, I had no idea, you know, that there even was this, uh, this Islamic cultural center in Tampa. Um, apparently people come from miles around. You know, because most of the places around, there is no such place. There is no mosque. There is no uh, community. But they were they were very nice. They were very welcoming. I don't think that this was the place because, like, the, the, like, literally the day before, like, I went on Saturday and there was a mosque that was, like, there was an arson at, mm-hmm. like, on Friday. And they were taking, uh, they were taking a collection for it. And it, I don't know. It, it seems like this is a really good moment to uh, reach out to people, you know, uh, but it, it seemed like the right thing to do. And I did. I'm, I can't even remember what the I think it might be called Indra or something like that. I can't remember what the cultural center is called. No, I'll never find it. <laughs> Istaba. That's what it is. Forgive me. It's Istaba. Yeah. Also managed to uh, go to the. Uh, I guess if it's still my talking time, huh? I I I wasn't sure if you're done. I just let you go. No, I, I managed to swing by uh, the the St. Pete Fringe Fest first annual at um, oh where was it at? Not Micro Groove. What is that place? Planet Retro, the the record store in uh, in St. Petersburg. I went by there and saw my friend. Uh, What's his name? Josh Sullivan? Sullivan, yeah. Joshcomics.com. I talked about him last week, too. But he just happened to be there. Met some other cool artists and kind of blew out because I was trying to do three events in one day because I also had uh, the February drink and draw that Saturday night. So Saturday was a busy day. It was Fringe Fest, then hanging out at the mosque, and then it was drink and draw. So it was an exciting day. I don't have time to watch anything fun on television or any of that good stuff. Do you know more jujitsu now? I do. I'm still really bad at it. I mean, you're better than me. That's true. I'll totally whoop your ass. No, you're my protector. Yeah, okay. You're my silent guardian. Mm-hmm. I'm your burly protector. Burly protector. You're you're Sprint you know, Burly Protector. I'm, I am I am the Martin. You are the Nelson. Oh all right. Jeez. <laughs> ah, jeez. <sighs> Guess what, Eric? What? I got a PlayStation 4. Good for you. What for? 
uh, well, the game that is going to put it over the top is coming out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn. What is so great about that game? Um, you get to fight robot dinosaurs. I mean, it's more than that, but that is the the main. Like your roam, it's a big open world game. It's in a post post apocalypse, mm-hmm. uh, and you're roaming around in the, this giant world that has myriad of these dinosaur like creatures, but they are clearly robotic. Mm-hmm. And there's mystery both about your character and the world, and it has gotten amazing reviews. And it is, I've had it had been, it's been on my radar for a while. Also, there's other it, the mountain of exclusives on the PS4 has finally overwhelmed me. I wanted to play them all, so and the, the PS4 just said a price drop, so that's we that's what we did. We I it does look super neat. It's a it's a it's a really cool looking game. I've been playing Bloodborne. Which is an exclusive for the PS4 that's like two years old now, but has my brother been talking about it? He nonstop. We, we did discuss it. Uh, he bit. is. He talks about it every time I call him. He is really, really into it. It's a. I've played it for. I don't know. It's a Souls like game. You know, it's from the yeah, same. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. It's from the same people who made Dark Souls. You know, it's just a different setting, um, which I think is he a was setting. very proud that he had gotten to the last. Uh, the the last boss in that I think he, he told me he beat it uh, yesterday. Oh, okay, so, so he he, he's he, be- you've talked to him more recently than I have. Then yeah, he he beat it, and I'm it's a very hard game. It's a Souls game. They're very very difficult. They're mm-hmm. I can play them play them for a few hours at a time before I get so frustrated sometimes that I you know there's a you get a good run going and then you get killed a couple times in a row and I don't know the just the wind goes out of your sails and you're like okay. Take a breather, go play Skyrim, where I can have complete power fantasy, and then go back when I'm calm a little bit. I don't know. I'm excited to play Horizon. Uh, all the other PS4 exclusives, uh, Bloodborne, is uh, Until Dawn. Uh, the Yakuza 0 just came out. I want to play that. Uh, Persona 5 is coming out later this year. I want to play that. Um, Last Guardian, Team Eco, I want to play that game, even though I've heard mixed reviews about it. I still want to play it. Um, I don't know, PS4 just has better... With the fact that Microsoft now sells their games through PC as well, mm-hmm. like you can play in both places, I don't, you don't, you know, the PS4 is the only, if like if you, the games are on a PS4, they're probably only going to be on a PS4 for the most part. So, you know, for the exclusives. So I'm, I, I, you know, I, the Zelda's coming on Friday and I'm just not like I, the early reviews of it are that it's amazing. I just, for some reason, mm. just can't muster the excitement for it. I will probably. Maybe I'll get a Wii U when the price drops, and maybe I'll get a, a a Switch. I don't know. The time I commit to games is is less and less. Um, yeah, this game does look thoroughly excellent, though. With Horizon, yeah, yeah, it has gotten really, really good reviews, and it seems to have everything I kind of want mm-hmm. in a video game. Uh, I'm really excited to play it. I don't know. Like the, a, a month ago, I had no like I knew it was coming, and I was just like, eh, yeah. But then just more coverage started coming out, and I was just like, wait a second, I'm I need to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's it's 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 kind of it pushed everything over the edge of getting a PS4. I already have an Xbox One, have a PC, so you know I'm not gonna get a Switch, at least not yet. Maybe in a year. You say that now. Um, I'm I can get Zelda on my Wii U, so. I don't need it right now. You know, maybe a year when one in, when two switch becomes a pack in and Mario's out, maybe then. 
and see how they how how if they've changed their strategies about their mobile mobile platforms. If they're 3ds, if they're still selling a 3ds, or they're discontinuing it officially, who knows? Um, I don't know. I could talk about Eggs Inc. My chicken the game. Shit's that? My chicken game. You want you want me to talk about a chicken game? Yeah, tell me, tell me about, about chicken, your chicken game. It's a mobile game. Uh, it's on iOS and Android. It is an uh, idle game, an incremental game. The numbers only go up, Eric. Mm-hmm. They only go up. You are uh, you run a chicken farm, and you try and make as many eggs as you possibly can, and you can upgrade your eggs. You can upgrade your farm. You want to make more eggs right now? I have 93.7 million chickens. They are making dilithium eggs. I upgraded from Graviton eggs not too long ago. Right now I'm making 58.924 octillion dollars a second. What the fuck? I have 102.687 decillion dollars in the bank. I have 1,400 golden eggs, which you use to increase your, you upgrade your epic upgrades. Those are different from your normal farm upgrades. Because your normal farm upgrades, once you prestige, they go away. You have to start over. Uh, in which you, you prestige so that you get more soul eggs. Your soul eggs are permanent. It's all making perfect sense, right? No. I'm sorry. It's like tap time. I talked about these games before. It's like, you know, it's like time clickers or it's a clicking game. Except that at this point, I've kind of, I've gotten out of, I've upgraded past the point of needing to click anymore, which most of those games end up doing. <laughs> They're clicking games that you don't click anymore. You just let it run and, wa- and check and check in on it, like to say, oh, look, I have this much money. I invest this money back in my farm. It is core raw progression. It is an art, it is the corest of the RPG progression systems without having any of that clumsy character writing in there. I don't need that junk in my RPG. I just need to upgrade the, the, my farm over and over and over and over again. The numbers just go up, Eric. Look, they just keep going. They go up higher what is and higher. This, what is this garbage called? I have to look this up right now. It is called Egg Inc. God, you're an awful person. I am awful, but I'm, it's my, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I like this one a lot. You know, I jump from clicker to clicker to clicker to idle, idle to idle games, but this was one I've been, I've been playing this one for a while and just haven't talked about it. You have this on your iPhone or what? My, yes, my phone, yes. Okay. You know, it's, it's a, you know, I'm waiting for something to load or I'm processing podcasts, rendering stuff. Watching bars fill up, I watch another bar fill up while I'm waiting for another bar to fill up. That sounds like um, that sounds like the modern man's dilemma. I'm I I, I if I prestige right now, I'd get twenty nine thousand additional soul eggs. Currently, I have thirty eight thousand soul eggs, which increased my earnings bonus by nine hundred sixty thousand percent. I could choose to invest my golden eggs to make that percentage higher, or I could invest them to, so I get more soul eggs when I prestige. I. I... Sure. Exciting, huh? You hate these games. You'll never play them. So I generally haven't checked in with them because I don't think you care. You're, you're like, you don't, I don't, I don't know. They're fun. I just like it because they are the raw core progression. Like, it's just like, it's all upgrade trees. There's nothing, mm-hmm. there's nothing but upgrade trees in it. You know, you just push a button and the number goes up. <laughs> over and over and over again. Forever. I like you, Robbie. You're special. I am special. Believe me. I sell the same thing to my wife, and she does the same reaction you have. It's okay. She goes, "Oh, you're playing your chicken game, huh? Mm-hmm. Playing my chicken game." If they if they had, um, they need progression trees, but for jujitsu, that would that would uh, that make you a boss. You want me to you want me to gamify your jujitsu training? It's 
I mean, no, it's already kind of is. I'm, I'm motivated enough. But I mean, don't you like your the belts? Isn't that basically gamifying it to a certain extent? It 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 it, it is, but you don't really get anything. You get a cool belt. You just get a belt. You can wear that belt around. Mm-hmm. You just put that in your jeans, right? It would look dumb. <laughs> they do give you, um, they give you wristbands, you know, like the Live Strong wristbands. Mm-hmm. They give you, like, if you're a purple belt, you'll get a purple wristband. Well, that's something. They have, they have, they have no white ones and a whole drawer full of black ones. <laughs> They don't have a whole lot of black belts. <laughs> Maybe one day you'll be ha- you'll have one of them. It will not be soon. I probably do not have the uh, the the time and stamina to become a black belt. I will be forty. There's forty year old <laughs> black belts. Ed O'Neill's a black belt. You mean Al Bundy? Yeah, Al Bundy is he's a uh, black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He uh, there's pictures of him insane. with the Gracies. There's That's pictures. Nuts. There's pictures of him with the Gracies and CM Punk. That's so weird. Who's also a friend of the Gracies. And Al Bundy's way older than forty, bro. Oh, I know he is, but I'm just saying, like, he's a you know he's in his fifties or sixties, and he's a black belt. Don't mess with Al Bundy. That's what I'm saying. I guess so. Ready to talk about Ghost in the Shell, Eric? <sighs> All right, bring it on. <laughs> you ready? You got you got to psych up for that. Mm. Uh. We can we can move on to our final segment. It is time for Nerbobo Club. Nerbobo Club is the part of the show where Eric and I uh, assign a longer collected work, discuss it in depth like you would a book club, except it's a comic. This week we are discussing Ghost in the Shell volumes one and two, not one point five, just one and two, by Masumune Shiro. Uh, there's a movie coming out soon. There's a very famous anime. Based on this manga, or at least the first volume of the manga. Mm-hmm. Well, the the newer one came out. It's far more contemporary. It came out in 2010. Apparently, did not also did not go off the uh, second volume. It is also based on apparently. I don't know. From what I've heard, I I've never I haven't seen it. Apparently, the second film is much different than the second yeah. volume. Thankfully, um, so I you know I, I haven't read I've never read this before. I've never read even a bit of it before. And all I've heard about the anime is that it was groundbreaking. Very important. Mm-hmm. Like the Matrix, you can there's shots for shot recreations in the Matrix from that first Ghost in the Shell anime. Like it was very influential on film. So I was gonna go like, okay, well, the anime was very important. This manga must also be relatively important for that film to be based on it. Uh I read the first one, first volume. Mm-hmm. I believe that's when I texted you, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, yeah, so I think it's I think it's funny that that's what you get from the first one. Well, I I, I... because it really it it really is very difficult to decipher what's happening because I don't think it's really well written. I mean it it it's not horrible. No, like I think I think Volume One is a good comic. Yeah, I think it's like it has interesting things in it, and I think the art is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very confusing at first, and yeah. doesn't ever get a doesn't ever get it, less than a little confusing. I th- I'm never it is like always a little confusing. I'm yeah, never will, perfectly clear. Yeah, I, I like by the end, I kind of knew what was happening, but I still was mm-hmm. like, I'm not 100 percent sure. It, you know, I think the I was I I knew that the TV show the the TV show anime 
the standalone complex was a, like law and order to a certain extent. Like it's a procedural crime show. Mm-hmm. And this is what kind of what that first volume is. You know, it, it, it there is things that go throughout it, but for the most part is like you're ca- they're doing cases, you know, the one that in per each chapter and some of it like kind of overlaps. So I, I just for that format, it kind of, I figured out what was going on. Um, it does a lot of using words that were like, it expects us to figure out what they mean mm-hmm. that I never understood some of them, what they meant. Like what's a ghost. You see, they explain it in the anime. Okay. Like your ghost is kind of like your soul. Okay. And like when they, when they, you know, when the, like everyone is like so many of these characters are like, nothing but like maybe a brain or a cyborg or like whatever you know and that's the thing that they can't replicate in technology in this universe is what they call the ghost it's like the soul and it's a very sort of squishy concept it's not really nailed down too much but it's also probably i mean it's not I think the thing about Masamune Shiro is he gives the impression of being, like, super intelligent, but if you look beneath the surface of this stuff, it's not, it's not very well done or very bright. It's just, it's just kind of a mess. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 we, we should probably discuss these two volumes. We, we have not mentioned volume two yet. Uh, I think we can just, mm-hmm. I think we should basically just keep them separate from each other. Yeah, we can move into two when we're done with one, because they really are. <laughs> they're pretty different. Yeah, they're calling them. I fairly, I'm like they. They have a a disclaimer in the front mm-hmm. of the second book. I don't think that disclaimer is uh, big enough. What does uh, the disclaimer say? Because I don't think I read it. It was just Shiro himself saying, like, this is not really like the first one. And I apologize for that, etc. Like, he's like, I, if you're going in expecting the first one, it's not like it. It's different. Um, he's like, I wanted to change the name and I, I wanted to make it the name different so that people would understand that it's a different kind of thing. Um, but they, it's still called Ghost in the Shell Volume 2. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you want, what disclaimer you put when you title it the same thing and then call it Volume 2. I'm going to expect to see uh, some sort of sequel to that first volume. Um, there's, there's people with the same name. <laughs> there, are, there are. There are indeed. Uh, the first, I think the first volume has, I don't know. I think my reading is probably a victim of the hype. I was like, I, I don't know. My expectations of it were fairly high. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I mean, you expect it to be, it does, it has this place in our culture as like this amazing uh, it, it's. I mean, there are a lot of things that came out of Japan that are like that. Evangelion is fucking awful, and it is lauded as this amazing, artful thing. It's terrible. <laughs> this is. I mean, I would say this is kind of bad. You know, like this kind of book is. Mangaka are not professional writers, right? You know. They're not people who have been taught anything about writing. They've probably been taught a lot of things about drawing. They probably worked as drawing assistants, whatever, you know, and this is, this is kind of one of the best examples of it's something that's written by someone who has no idea how to write. He can create something, but you, he can't write. Does that, does that, um, 
line up with what you look at or how you see it? Yeah, I think that that is correct. I would say the word, the the overarching word I would think of Volume One after I was done was overrated. Mm. But I mean, I still see it as incredibly important. I I mean, because I I think it's it's I don't want to I don't know. There's a reason I I like Masamune Shiro a lot. I have a soft spot in my heart for the work that he's done. I love the art. I like this stupid world he's created. Um, and I like a lot of the questions that he's asking in these books. You know, it, it's, it is an interesting book, but I don't think that it's, it's not a pro, it, it, I don't think it deserves a place in, uh, like you called it the canon, the, mm-hmm. the manga canon. Mm-hmm. I don't think it deserves that place because it is like a watchman level writing. You know, it's not like an amazing work of fiction. No, it's I, just I, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I don't like I don't necessarily mean when I say overrated that it isn't necessarily important or mm-hmm. it, or something like that because things can be overrated and still be important and valuable. Uh, I just I, I think I think people have compl- conflated the anime and the manga over the years, and I'm mm-hmm. I I saw the an- anime anime one time I think when I was like a young teenager. Yeah, and I, that certainly is really. I think that still holds up to a certain extent. I think it's also most both of those both of them are products of their time and yeah. are important in their time because it's well, the movie the movie I'd say it's it's beautiful and very well made. It's also really boring yeah. and slow. Um I don't I don't think it's a great great movie. It's not a great film. I think it like um, visually I think it 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 certainly had a big impact visually on Western yeah. films. Like The Matrix, yeah. you can, in particular, but of course, The Matrix then sp- spawned action movies for the next decade after it that were, you know, using everything that the Wachowskis basically took from Ghost in the Shell and other, other animes of the 90s and were putting it on live action and, mm-hmm. re- and fully realizing it, you know, with the slow motion, you know, martial arts and all that stuff. But the manga itself is, has very interesting ideas in it and the the cyberpunky stuff and I, I I don't know I I'm we are now in an era where the a like the discussion about AIs and what's who's alive and who's not alive like I'm digesting fiction often that is mu- well past this point this mm-hmm. I was talking about the Turing test the I don't know a week or two ago I, I, the game I played yeah yeah this reminds me of that you know in the themes like it's interesting but i'm mm-hmm. kind of past it like i'm already like i want deeper questions i want more interesting kind of questions than like is this machine alive or can you be alive without a body or you know etc etc kind of stuff like when does life begin you know no, yeah, this is this is all a lot of stuff i mean it it, it makes me think of evangelion and, and what else does this make me think of it was just kind of an era where anime and manga was this big overblown thing asking uh, questions that blew stone teenagers' minds, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, none of it's really all that deep and clever, but it's a lot of, like, how do I know that the green you see is the same as the green that I see? Whoa! <laughs> like, it's all that shit. How many fingers do I have? Eight. I feel like there's more of them. <laughs> 
this this shit has a lot of that in it. Yeah. It's pseudo intellectual craziness. And I don't want to say that like, you know, like this is in the fucking like 80s some of this shit. You know, I don't want to say that it wasn't like really cool and smart then. Um I mean, it's not like he didn't like do a lot of reading and and it's not like he was an imbecile. It's just I think uh overrated is maybe a way to look at it, you know. What do you th- you the art in this? Mm-hmm. I think that is the thing I kept looking like in in the first volume. Mm-hmm. The art, I I kept coming back to him going, this is what is kind of redeeming it in a lot of cases. Yeah, where like this is right. This is my favorite era of manga. It's right here at the cusp of the eighties and nineties. I mean, t- uh, of course, this is. I think like at the time I might have said that Battle Angel Alita is kind of the poor man's ghost in the shell, and now I feel like it's the other way around. That everything that Shiro's doing wrong, uh, Kishiro does way the fuck better. Uh, no, I like Alita way more. Than... It's way better. Yeah, it's I... way fucking better. I like Alita way more than this. It, it's like, way, I, way, I will, way, way, I will, I, I guarantee you in the, in the future, I will go back and reread Alita. Mm-hmm. I will not be rereading Ghost in the Shell. It, it, it holds up to rereading. This does not. I don't, his, his, but like, the, the notes that he puts in at the end. You yeah, know? yeah. There's a lot of them. He's not an imbecile. You know, he's, he is very out there though. I imagine, like, this is a book that, like, you know, your horny conspiracy theory uncle draws. That's it. It's it's full of some crazy claptrap. Yeah, it's it, it thematically, it's all like government and mm-hmm. the the people who are theoretically the protagonists are, you know, hunting down what they call criminals. Mm. But it seems like mostly it's just other government officials. Like I don't, I don't, I never got a good handle on who, no. what their actual purview was, and who mm-hmm. they're supposed to be trying to like arrest. But they just end up murdering most people. Like I don't like that. That only comes into bear like at the very end when some, they uh, Kusanagi finally goes to to court for uh, uh, excessive force, you know, and manslaughter, but. Mm-hmm. It seems most of the time it's like dealing very heavily in like themes of corruption and very much like everyone in the government is dirty and is like trying to backstab each other just to get themselves over. I like I can't even tell sometimes. It's very muddled. And I I don't know. I I guess I expected more of a cohesive through line mm-hmm. when the puppeteer like I, I you know I read up on like I read the, a very short synopsis to get an idea of where I was headed and I'm like oh it's a pup there's a, a puppet ma- like a pup, puppet master puppet like there's a, yep. a a rogue AI out there somewhere but that really doesn't take form until much like late in the mm-hmm. first volume like it's there's really like three issues or something that that it's even, he's even a character yeah it's m- even a character yeah it's mentioned in it all mm-hmm the rest of it is like I, I don't know tangential like different like weird like weird like hey it's, we it's, take, yeah take it's case of the week stuff take kids and use their I'm still not sure about what actually crimes some of these people are committing I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of techno jargon that is probably made up and you know to handle whatever he's writing at the time or whatever he went to Drew at the time you know about kids being 
grown into used as something. I don't remember. It's all hazy. I think I can name two characters from that first volume. I can name most of them. Okay. I can, I can like, I remember. But they I, I have like, also, but... I mean, like, there were three issues in this first volume. I'm surprised there's so little of it because uh, it seemed like this big, imposing thing. You know, like, there's a ton of Akira. Yeah. There's so little Ghost in the Shell. Like, there's 300 pages. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's like 10 issues or something. In f- in four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that first book. Yeah. Um, it's so weird that it's so huge on the landscape. And it's pretty obviously one of those things that people just really aren't reading. Yeah. it's bad. I don't know. I went on to uh, Goodreads. I like. Mm-hmm. I just like to. Sometimes when I'm not sure how I feel about something, I go on Goodreads and read just average people's reviews of different books, and sometimes just to make make sure I'm not crazy. And I think the consensus is, you know, it it's a weird muddled mess that looks really nice sometimes and mm-hmm. is has interesting themes that don't really necessarily go to a full like they never really. I don't know. I never felt. That at the end of the first volume, where they have that, like, the revolutionary, like, you know, Kusanagi merges with the puppet master, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't think I felt like I was supposed to feel. It didn't do anything for me, I guess. Yeah, I think that, I think the movie, as kind of flawed as it is, it does a better job of getting the, the content and and making it land a little bit better. Like the story about the garbage man mm-hmm. who was like had been uh hacked to like try and hack someone else. Mm-hmm. Like th- that's a thing like when I saw that in the movie it chilled me, you know? Like I thought it was amazing and it was just like a dumb throwaway gag in in this, you know? Like, yeah. I I, I I don't know. He's a he's a weird kind of writer, you know. He's obsessed with police and guns and yeah. There's a, those... robots and crotches and butts. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to say about Volume One, Eric? I don't know. We have to. We, we should. I guess we'll just dig into Number Two, huh? <sighs> <laughs> volume Two is fucking horrible. Yes, it is. Volume two is the worst thing we've read for book club. Yes, it is. Um, it <laughs> sure. might be the worst thing I've ever read in my life. That like, and it, it it starts out like the first three to four books are completely unreadable. I think it gets a little bit more readable, but it is a mess. And I think that this is what happens. Yoshiro is like someone. He's later in his career. He's made his whole living off the long tail of Ghost in the Shell. You know, he's making money off of this Scarlett Johansson movie. You know, he doesn't have anything to worry about, so he's gonna just... This is, like, the wankiest book that he could possibly make. And this is what happens when literally no one can criticize you and you just really don't care. I. It is shocking that they will even let someone sell this. <laughs> I finished one and I went, okay, let's, let's see what two is. And then and like, it's not, it doesn't take long. Mm-hmm. I'm like immediately, I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? Yeah, what, no, exactly. What the, like, it is nonsense. 
mm-hmm. with a bunch of pants. Really, shots. really, really dense nonsense. Yeah, it really is. And it's it's not it's not with a bunch of panty shots. It is a bunch of panty okay, shots with yes. a bunch of really dense nonsense. That I, you're right. That is that is you're right. That's like, a better way to phrase are, it. There are unnecessarily naked women on every single fucking page of this book. It's staggering. It is fucking porny as shit. It is fucking comically porny. It really is. And this is this is someone like I fucking love cheesecake, and I I I'm even a fan of a lot of I, I definitely like his earlier work better than this later work. Like I think that he's kind of lost something that he had when it was it was like younger and more raw. Like this is it it's too slick and too simple, and his I hate his digital color. I used to love it. I no. used to love his digital color so much. It looks so bad now. It really does. It really looks terrible. I mean, but the, like, I don't know. I had Intron Depot back in the fucking 90s or something. Like, I think I bought that book in 1998 or 1996 or something. And it was a bunch of stuff that looked like this. But, I mean, it looked like a lot of this stuff then. And it blew my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. He's coloring stuff on computers and... Like, I, I just, I don't know. It was an unreal thing. People were making art this way. But he hasn't really changed with kind of modern techniques. It look, it still looks like, it's like Akira Toriyama's digital color looks awful, too. Like, they shouldn't let these old men color stuff with computers. It looks wretched. And he's using, like, 3D models from from 1998 as well. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not even like I feel like someone could take an aesthetic like this and make it charming. This it does not work. His sense of color is so bad in this book. And when it finally goes to black and white, the book becomes so much more readable. Yeah, it's it's still not good. No, but it's it better. I gotta say, it's, it's better. still not good. It it's is better. better. It's better. It doesn't it look does like garbage. It, no. it looks looks OK. I mean, it still is ridiculously porny and full of complete nonsense but it doesn't look atrocious uh it's like literally i was sitting i was sitting and reading this in the living room and i was yelling what the fuck out loud like i and my wife interrupted like she's and she's like what's wrong i'm like this comic book is fucking the worst thing i've ever read it's terrible and i don't so fucking bad oh my god i don't i just don't understand so i just don't get why would you make this? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. Like, if you just want to draw porn, draw porn. Why is it, why title this Ghost in the Shell Volume 2? If you just want to. it would sell more, is why. Oh, I don't like to, I like to think that people are above that, but I'm probably wrong to think that. Well, he certainly didn't do this for artistic merit. <laughs> no, you're probably right. It's, it's, it's just com- completely vapid. Mm-hmm. completely empty of any meaning and all you get is just l- w- w- like floating in midair boobs with no nipples but otherwise naked women like it's not mm-hmm. like it 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 doesn't like it's strangely tame in that way it's weird even on top of like like it is it might as well just be pornography but it's like weird like i guess it i don't know it's a weird like 
not it, like there's no nipples in it, like except for like one scene. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it it feels like it was drawn for thirteen year olds. Like it it's it's baffling to me. Like this is in the two thousands. There mm-hmm. the internet was around. You could easily find pornography if you want it. It's not hard to find on the internet on to the world. Like why does this exist? He did, did he need to tell this story of complete of nothing of, happening of for, com- nonsense for 300 pages of of she's not she the duplicates of herself all over the place that aren't really her like i don't i don't even know it's not even the same it's theoretically the same character but it's not mm-hmm. the same character sort of it, it's baffling like and like there is a way you can make a comic with a bunch of cheesecake in it and make it palatable but this mess is not the way to do it. Mm-mm. This this is and like for all the porny stuff in it, it's like cold. Like in we like it has like that weird like cyber aesthetic that is glued onto this, like only hurts it. Like there's nothing sexy about it. Like you've used that word before when we've talked about sex scenes mm-hmm. in comics. This is not yeah. sexy. It's just like mm-hmm. you're a, another manga lady mostly naked like okay it's like sterile like they're like li- like that scene right in the beginning when she like kicks up high in the air and like it's just a it's just com- like in yeah completely graphic crotch yeah completely graphic panty shot crotch shot i'm like why mm-hmm. what and then immediately at that point i'm like oh okay i guess i know what i'm in for this entire book and that's what it was this entire book let me see what page that's on. I'm going to flip back to it. Well, I mean, the first, the, the literal first thing is naked woman floating through computer space. Yeah. I think it's a, amazing. She's completely nude except for gloves and boots. <laughs> In a ton of this. I think that the, the, the crotch kick is, yeah, there it is. It is pretty early in. Wearing camouflaged uh, panties. For whatever <sighs> peculiar reason, and, and the and just like the blocks of text, mm-hmm. it's like and it's not like and not on top of the fact that it's just over like the writing is like at least in that first volume like the writing wasn't good but it wasn't like it just didn't give up mm-hmm. for the most part like there are parts of this where like there are just paragraphs laid out on the page n- without any kind of like attempt to insert them into the fictional world whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It is the like the laziest way you could write a comic book. Like here's a ha- here's a naked woman. Uh, her dialogue is in almost indecipherable techno jargon. And then on top of that, I just put a a, a paragraph of exposition in the bottom that has no context whatsoever within the comic. Well, that's just kind of the way he just anna he likes to annotate things. He did it a bunch in the first one. It felt more like little asides. I never really read it as, um, what do you call it? Exposition. I never read it as expository. It's just like, you know, it's little Shakespearean asides, if you'll permit me that. Well, I, I, in the first volume, it didn't bother me very much. It felt, it felt honestly. You texted me a picture of, uh, um, well, that bothered me the because. The one where he's like, I didn't want to draw this. That fuck, that one did bother me. Aside, that was the one that bothered me. That's why I sent that picture. I'm like, oh, I didn't draw. I just want to describe what I was going to draw, but then I didn't. I'm like, ugh. That made me, that did make me roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. But everything else besides that felt 
Like the way Brandon Graham does things with his little weird, like little mm-hmm. in art notes about inventories and stuff like that. It, it, they did feel like asides and they, I, they felt mostly okay. And, but they weren't paragraphs. And like, if you want to add, like have notations towards the back of the book, which they do in that first volume, there's tons. there's tons. I didn't need to read any of that. I could have if I wanted to. Uh, this one is like, I'm supposed to try and read your, like, your bad writing that you don't even bother to hide in dialogue or you just. <sighs> it's just very much like, did you, what was that? There's, there's that show about all the people that live in LA and they're like all aspiring actors and writers, but they work for a catering company. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know that. I don't know that one. I can't think of the name of it. It had Adam Scott in it. Uh, um, okay. Oh, is it? No, that's not it. <laughs> I was trying to think of Adam Scott stuff, but it wasn't the thing I was thinking of. Anyway, there's an episode where one of the guys who's like a hard sci-fi nerd, and he writes a script to a science fic, but it's like this to where it's all like, it's all author appeal combined with um, really, really, really dense science fiction stuff, you know? trying to get too deep into science fiction ideas and sciencey shit and trying to make it seem plausible except i think that this is even thinner than than that was they he was like being a real physics nerd and this is i i don't even know party down probably it seems like a group of actors moved to la to make it big but end up working as caterers that i mean that's exactly what i described okay, so that is it. probably um, I kind of like the chapter when she was in the video game. <laughs> it's a, the, it's a, the, this is the worst shit sandwich. <laughs> Compliment. There is one part of it that was kind of okay. <laughs> Criticism. Most of it is awful dog shit. It's really, it's, it's quite poor. Compliment. It ended. I like a lot of the drawing as much as I want to make fun of it. I still, it was a formulative influence on me. That just those art books, like I just lived in those pages. But there was some stuff even in the late nineties that I saw it, and I was like, "This looks kind of bad, dude. Why are you? Why does your stuff look like this?" And like that's what almost entirely what this book is. Like, well, I mean, he's clearly talented. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't question, I question all the choices. Mm-hmm. Like, you, the, like, we, the first volume, I think, is worth reading. And yeah. I think his art is good. I think it's the best part of that book. This, like, there are, there's art in it that I can see clearly. Yes, he's a talented artist. But, like, if you just are, like, why do you, like, does he, did he think, that the like the story part of this was solid do you mm-hmm. think it was okay to couch just like panty shots in bad science fiction writing and that was okay like i mean his um it's kind of what the first book was you know it, it was very cheesecakey and he's a very cheesecake artist and he's probably done nothing but that I didn't mind it. He hasn't really made comics in probably 10, 15 years. I didn't mind it in the first book. I saw, I, there is stuff like that in the first book. It is. It's it's a little porny, but it's not like that. No, and I went like, okay, that's fine. 
You know, yeah. like there's some of it that I thought was fine and others I thought was like, eh, you don't need that in there, but whatever. Uh, but at least it was couched in real storytelling. Like even if mm-hmm. it, some of it was flawed, it was still like, here is a story. This is, I, I, I can't tell you what happens in this book. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You can, you have a, a, a sense of the shape of the stories in the first volume. Yeah. But. You, I mean, I, for the life of me, none of it really makes any sense. It just, it's just bananas. And nude women. Well, I mean, I, I like nude women. I'm, I'm cool with them. I just, yeah. I just, like, I go, I don't necessarily want to read a bad comic with them. Like, I can, like, mm-hmm. can I read a good comic with them? That is yeah. higher, that's higher on my totem pole of like. I would, ra- yeah, I'd rather read a Milo Monera comic. Yeah, they're like. That's literally about like the invisible man getting blown. Yeah, like just erotica. Yeah. That, that would be fine. That I is could, at least honest. I could honest. live with. I could live with. There, there actually was. It, this is like the weird censored edition of this. I don't know if you were aware of it. I I read um, I I saw a note about the a controversy about an, an uh-huh. something being censored in it or something, but I didn't know what it was specifically. It was in the first. It was in the first book. Okay. That it's weird that it's censored this way. I've, this is I don't think I even saw this censored ver. Actually, maybe this was the one that was printed back in the 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 nineties or whatever that I saw then. Yeah. <sighs> it's exhausting reading that second book. It took for fucking ever. It's very bad. It's super, super, super bad. It's one of the worst comics I've ever read. So who's your favorite character? <laughs> <laughs> In this book, completely devoid of characters, where shit just happens for no fucking reason. I, I don't have one. They're all tied for I last. Think, I think that, like... I kind of like the idea, like, you could have a really fun science fiction story of this woman who's, like, you know, she's, like, from some place on the Earth, and she's controlling all these drone women and doing these little missions. Like, I think that could be kind of fucking cool. But what the fuck even is this? Good question. Dude loves drawing butts. He does. Nothing wrong with that. No. But, I mean... Your make your comic better. Make mm-hmm. it a comic. Make it actually like this is this is like a sketchbook with like bad dialogue added on top of it. Yeah, it kind of is. Like I, it feel it does not feel honest to me. It feels very much like he felt like drawing a bunch of naked women, mm-hmm. but didn't think people would buy it. I disagree with that. People have been buying his <laughs> nothing but naked women drawings for a super long time. Okay, well then maybe he wasn't confident. That he could, did he, I just don't, the connection of the title, it just makes me crazy. It, it is pretty crazy. There's nothing, there's nothing in these books that's similar to each other. You know, I think, like, since I've brought up Milo Monera, like, I'm almost positive that that's what Masamune Shiro has become. You know, he has become, like, I don't know, maybe he's like Bud Root. Do you know Bud Root? I've heard that name before. But I I like I I like and respect Bud Root a lot. But like his comics are like fan wanky, like cave girl fantasy comics. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and it's it's this kind of thing. I I don't I don't know. I don't have a huge problem that it exists. It's just I think his comics are probably better. 
because I think like what the problem with this is it's like the Dunning Kruger effect, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he has made his fortune being a comic book artist, and he's started to make this, and he's tried to make something that's great and huge and big, and it it just doesn't have the chops to make this. It's just such hot garbage. Yeah, it does look like he's just. I mean, the art books. There's one that came out last year. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's it was called W Tales Cat Three, so I don't know what that means. What? There's a sequ- There's a series of them. W Tales Cat One, W Tales Cat Two, W Tales Cat Three. He also has Masamune Shiro uh, Masamune Shiro art books. Yes. There's also a series called Gal Grease, which is just erotica. Which is the name? The name come from the fact that women depicted often look greased. Mm-hmm. No, that's his deal. Yeah, that's very porny. Good lord. Well, Gal Grease or the W Tails Cat? The W Tails Cat. Okay. It is super porny. And whatever, like... That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, stick with that. Yeah. Stick with that. Like, I think that that's okay. He's he's fine at that. He can do all the blocks of type he wants. It's not... Don't Don't present it to me like it's a thing I need to read. Yeah. I think that's what upset me most about this. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to titillate me, then just be that. I don't, like, this is the opposite. <laughs> this is, this is a lot of, a lot of talking for that there's nothing and is pointless. It's just empty. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to tell a story, make an authentic attempt to tell a story. I think he might have been Is this trying. authentic? Okay. I swear to God, he probably... He probably thought that this was very good. You know? I mean, it's what he's been rewarded for for many years. And whatever. Like, that's that's fine? I don't, I don't know. This is... It's a conversation with someone that's not fucking me anymore. You know? This is the porn... I, God, I'm looking at this W. Tails Cat one, and it is... <laughs> it is just... It is, a, it is definitely a porn comic, but it, I, this I like... Way the fuck more than what we were just looking at. I don't know. Yeah, that is certainly what that is. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at screen caps. Yeah, well the 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 whole art book is on is available online, and the f- literal first result mm-hmm. was the whole art book available online. Yeah, someone just scanned the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, he's really into um like wet chicks <laughs> oh i think that can sum up our, mm-hmm. our thoughts on volume two this just, is the, yeah i i they sell these i bought this as a bundle on comiXology because it was cheaper to buy Good. all three books with one one and a half and two together than it is to buy one and two separately mm-hmm. but i feel i don't know it they're they're not anything like each other no one is a police procedural about like robot stuff. Two is hot garbage. <laughs> the hottest of hot garbage. Uh, anything else you want to add about our discussion on volume volume two, Eric? I still love you, Masamune Shiro. Some 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 part of me <laughs> still likes you. Just can't get can't kill it. No, but but I mean, you know, people lose their way. The, the they get rewarded for the thing that's not necessarily all that great or unique. And they 
you know, lose sight of what is really great and special about them. Now, that's fine. The first <laughs> Ghost in the Shell is a, is an important comic that's not that great. So, folks, that was Ghost in the Shell. Volumes 1 and 2. 1's alright. 2's the awful. It is the awful. It is the awful. Next week, we're going to be discussing a much better comic. It's certainly better than Volume 2, uh, Snot Girl by Brian Lee O'Malley and Leslie Hung. The first volume recently come out. We're going to check in on that. So read along with us. That'll do it for us this week. It's enough panty shots for this week. You can find us online. HanselBoysComicsHour.com Links to everything there. To our Facebook, facebook.com slash Hour, Twitter at HBCHour. And you can email us. HanselBoysComics at gmail.com uh, you know, Reach out to us. Like, all those, like us at those places. Tell your friends. Uh, give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Give us five stars. Subscribe. All those things help us. Help us find new listeners. And uh, we do appreciate when you suggest us to your friends. You can find me online on Twitter at MixMasterSerial. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, you can see my portfolio by going to FreeWillUnlimited.com. And you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Twitter and my Instagram, where I am known as EasyGoodnight. Recently changed that up. No longer Mr. Bad Example on Twitter. So easy good night on uh, both of those deals. So, yeah, did that for you, Robbie. Mm, I like the Mr. Bad example. Mm-hmm. All things must end. Well, it just seemed like the right thing to do. It probably is. Uh, that'll do it. Have a good one. Rock and roll. Rock and roll.